the phenomenal football Friday edition of You Better You Bet Rolls On. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here with us on the BetQL Network. Uh, 20 minutes from now, Brad Evans joins the show. Our stadium teammate from Live on the Line, giving us his prop bets coming up for Championship Sunday in the NFL. And I'm sure we'll scry on some college basketball bets from Brad, an average college basketball better as well, coming up in 20 minutes. 40 minutes from now, former NFL quarterback, NFL analyst for CBS Sports, Steve Berline joins the show, breaking down the games on Championship Sunday. Very much look forward to that. Steve's joined us a couple times this season, and the segments have all been great with Steve Berline. He's coming up in 40 minutes. Next hour is the Power Hour. It'll feature all our bets coming up for tonight in the world of sports, and uh, we'll read your bets on YouTube and Twitch. And we're going to start doing that right now. So for the people that are watching, uh, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. If you haven't sent a bet in any sport, We'd prefer championships on it, but it doesn't have to be. Any sport, it could be an award market, side, total, prop, parlay, teaser, same game parlay, whatever. If you haven't sent one in yet and you're in the chat, uh, what the hell are you waiting for? What the hell are you waiting for? Look what you made me do. Look what I made for you. Uh, send those bets in on YouTube. What a great song. Send the, your bets in on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, Ken, you ready to... Uh, Hand things over to our friend Alex. Yeah, let's do it. I, apparently, we got a lot uh, of stuff. Uh, not nine bets, apparently. Are we nice round number? We need uh, honestly. I I think we need more than that. I think set, p- people get the bet because like there are definitely more than nine people watching. So I I don't know what people like. What are you so skittish about? You're we, watching. We think, we think there like, are more than nine people watching. Right? Like, so, I, 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 how about this? That would be my best bet of the year. More than nine people watching. I Send agree. those bets in. No reason to be skittish. Send them in. We will talk about them here on the show. Am I like infringing on like PJ's gimmick? If I keep saying send it in, send them in. No, because you're. What, what would you like people to do? What uh, would also, you even say also, instead? Also, I came up with the name for that show. So whatever. So all all good. Uh, check out Send It In with PJ weekdays at one o'clock Eastern here on the all the BetQL Network social platforms. Yeah, yeah, you're home for Wagertainment, America's home for Wagertainment. All right, so Jake, play the terrible music, and uh, then we'll hand the baton over to our friend Alex Fasano. Help! Help! I need directions to Bing Bong Bay. Yes, but the only way to get there is to stop at the DJ Corner. All right. Our host is our executive producer, Alex Fasano. Alex, how you doing today, first off? Oh, we're doing great. Happy Friday, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Do, we're doing really well. Uh, Alex, how did it feel last night watching your New York Islanders with Patrick Waugh lose to Patrick Waugh's old team, the Montreal Canadiens, like, despite like a nice comeback at the end of the game, falling short to the hands of the, uh, the Canadiens? You know, it's going to take some time for Watt to, you know, blend in with the team. I'm excited to see him at MetLife Stadium, though, in February, freezing my butt off. Hopefully by then he has the team in line. Well, what's happening? Are they doing, like, the outdoor they classic the Ra- at MetLife this year? They play the Rangers, year? right? Don't they play Stadium the series. They're playing the Rangers yeah. at MetLife Stadium. In February, outdoors? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think— so- I think they didn't. I think they haven't. Pl- I think they've only played like one time so far this year or something. And then they play a ton at the end of the year. Like, obviously, like same division, both New York teams. And that they play then and they play like four or five times in the last like couple months of the season. I don't think they've played very much yet. Have you, um, 
I, I, the answer is probably no for Ken. Alex, I'm sure the answer is yes. Ken, have you ever been to an Islander Ranger game, like at either stadium? No, and I'm not going. It well, I would actually recommend it because it is just it, like the, the mutants come out, and I say this as a mutant myself who has been to a million Islander Ranger games. Absolutely hysterical. Like, I mean, I can't even think about how drunk all these people are going to be outdoors in February for an Islander Ranger game. Like, Alex writes, it's mayhem. Like, yeah, like, these people are nuts. The fans actually despise each other. Like, it is, it is, the pot vent sucks, Chad. It, it's crazy. So, uh, so Alex, that's, uh, in, on a better note, uh, what do we got cooking here in the old chats? Uh, what's up first? All right. First in the YouTube chat, our guy at Michael Schiavello. Big Mike taking the OG, Jared Goff, to have the most passing yards on Sunday. Why? Well, the Lions will be aggressive and likely need to chase the game. Weather in Baltimore will lead to a lower scoring game and less passing on average. Also, our guy, Devin Carson, had the same bet in the chat as well. Uh, what is the, uh, I can't like see, what what is the price there? Yeah, what's the price for him to have the most of the four? Plus two twenty five. Okay. Uh, is, is, so, so Purdy is the favorite to have the most. Yep. I'm gonna get just guess that he's the favorite and golf second, and then Lamar, and then Mahomes, or would it be Mahomes yep, and then Lamar? No, okay. uh, L- Mahomes has a higher passing yards prop than Lamar does. So again, uh, yeah, so golf's the second choice lot? of the market. What are there two? What um, are their passing props? I can tell you in one second because I was literally just on the screen. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is at. Uh, two forty and a half. Lamar's at two ten and a half. And remember, Lamar uh, had like one hundred fifty passing yards last week, and the Ravens still won by a billion. Yeah, but I mean, like, I guess, like, I guess he doesn't have to pass for a lot in this game. Maybe he won't. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. Like, I guess I wouldn't bet him. So he's just the, so Alex would put the full market. So most passing yards this weekend: Purdy one seventy, Golf two twenty five, Mahomes two fifty, Lamar seven. Obviously, like you just take the passing yards props that are in the market and you kind of like translate them. You try to figure out kind of like what the standard deviation is going to be, like how how good do we feel about these numbers? And you kind of create the props. Uh, do I like golf the most at those prices? Honestly, I don't like, like Mahomes price at all. I think that's Agreed. the worst one. I agree. Um, and I and I think they're going to win. And I still don't think that's how it's going to happen. Like This is not like light up the Ravens defense kind of a game. I, like, there's a part of me that just wants to be like, is Lamar, like, Lamar's had big games. Seven? Really? The game's so much more random than that. Um, I don't have a strong opinion on, like, Brock versus Goff and, and what happens in that game. It's just going to be, like, who gets a couple turnovers, and, like, you know, a couple of those things. Does one team get out to, like, a 10-point lead? Like, Lamar seven to me is just a little funny. And I, the Chiefs' pass defense is excellent. It's not, like, a knock on them, just... He still can have a big game. Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's like, oh well, he he's not going to do that, really. He really like. It's, there's no chance. I don't know. That's I don't have not a strong opinion for being in the market though. What about you? I'm I'm curious how the market would move uh, once we find out about Debo, like whether Debo is definitely going to play or like not play in the game. Like what this would be. Uh, my initial thought looking at this. I, I get why the number like the numbers aren't wrong. Like Ken told you, like how the sausage is yeah, made, right? Derived from what yeah. it, it doesn't. I, I I don't know. Like you you went to the longest price on the board because like it is a little funny seeing Lamar at seven, right? I don't know. It's a, 
isn't Brock Purdy probably just like the best bet here at plus 170 against like the Lions defense? Isn't that probably just like the best one? Well, I think what this speaks to is uh, is this comes up in betting all the time, this issue of average result versus extreme result. Like Brock Purdy is definitely the most like, like he is almost never going to have a bad game. Like he's always going to give you a good number here. It's more like the extreme outcomes. Like, yeah, he's going to give you 300, like a pretty good amount or 350. Like I, I don't see Mahomes ever giving you that in this game ever. And Goff definitely can do it sometimes too. There are sometimes like, like Lamar's playing at home. Like I just, I don't even like them in the game. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. I think he's gonna, like, I think he could have 300. Like he, again, his, his average is not going to be as good as the other three, but that's not what this is. Like, that's not, that's not what this is. Like who's good, you know, who, who's going to have that like crazy game a lot of the time. I don't know. I'd say it's, I'm sure it's not going to happen very much. Seven to one again, just looks like a little wacky to me. I think I have to agree that, like, I look, like, I think Goff's going to have a big game. Andrews is back. I, you know what? Like, I get, I mean, I, I'm on the Lions bandwagon here, so I'll agree with the guys here on Jared Goff. I've also, like, bet the Lions already in, like, various ways, so I'm already in on this year. Right. I, Ken gave you really smart analysis there on Lamar Jackson, but you know what? I'll ride with my guys, Mike and Devin. Shout out to both of you guys. Let's ride here with the O. I thought they called him the OG, and now I think I'm going to steal that. The OG, Jared Goff. What's you know, called him Big Anunoby. Mike? Wonder if, wonder if anybody ever, ever actually calls him Big Mike. I'd be curious. Uh, like, sure uh, why did... Is that his... Like, Alex called him that, right? Why did Alex call him that? Yeah, I don't know. Alex, why did you call him Big Mike? His last name made me think he was in, like, Sopranos or something. Oh, so you Chiavello. just decided to... So you just you just decided so to freelance there. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you still, yeah. you, so, so you, you're insulting well, Italian an people everywhere. Because his name <laughs> ended in a no. Yeah, well, so. I mean, to be fair, Alex's name does end with a vowel, so I guess like he's allowed to do that. Is, the is only he, that, are, that are allowed to. Is, is anybody allowed? Alex, to do that? Are, I guess. Alex, are yeah. you Italian? Uh, yes, fifty percent Italian. Yeah, I think Alex is good then. I mean, I feel like I can make Italian jokes because I'm married to an Italian girl. So there you go. You're in the club. That's why I married her. It's like a Seinfeld episode, right. so I can make the jokes. So I, uh, so I think we we both. It's golf's like fine. Like I think it's like a. I think you, you roll the dice and take your chances. He could definitely have the most passing yards uh, just at price. I don't know. Like nothing really stands out at price except like should Lamar really be like off to the side, like next to the other three when it's maybe he has a big game. What would you want if you were a mobster? What would you want like your name to be like your nickname to be? Oh, God. Uh, it's a really good like it's a question that should lead to a funny answer. Um a great question i always kind of liked the idea of like a, a a very like a really high up person i used to watch a lot of law and order episodes i still do and uh like when you're high up in like the russian mob you're referred to as like an octopus <laughs> like i was like i always thought that was like sounds like really like you got a lot of stuff going on like you're you're really like you're someone like to be things. feared yeah like so like people need to be afraid of you this guy's a real octopus Oh, well, did you did you see? Yeah. And I saw like just from social media accounts last weekend were tweeting this, like people making like bet the no octopus score and parlaying them and like yes. and, and all four games. It's all just like very very funny to win just, like three dollars by parlaying yeah. all of them for a lot of I money. I bet there won't be one. Like I, 
a lot of the time you're right, except the one time you're wrong, and that's why it pays like that. <laughs> so, like, did did Scott Hansen make that up? Like, just like like off the top of his head on I Red Zone, he did, did, right? I think it's, that's actually something they can definitely take credit for. Yeah. It's so it's it's genius beyond genius. The octopus when you score a touchdown really and then get the two point conversion. Like really, quite good. The octopus. I feel like, like my, mine would be and the octopus. Yeah. You know? yeah. I feel like I would be um, like something to play off the fact that I'm not tall, like big guy or something. I always like that like, oh. play. Got it. Okay. So like a bald guy would be like curly, for instance, right? Sure, Even yeah, no yeah sure, sure, sure. I, like I always really, like really large guy would be like guy. tiny. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Right. I got it. Exactly. Okay. I, I always think that's pretty good. All right. Uh, let's now that we're done offending people, uh, Alex. What's next here? Let's stick in the YouTube chat. Our guy Jay at Jay Patrick Ricard anytime touchdown we go, scorer. We, we go from we go from Michael Schiavello to here's here's just Jay. Okay, what is Jay? Oh, yeah, Alex calls him Jay like that's his name. It's like so he's Jay, and you can follow Jay on Twitter at Jay. Like, <laughs> no, literally, okay. just like the letter, just just like the letter yeah. J. He is he has an unlock. There's no way he got that. Like, the, is it? Do you, are you even allowed to have like a letter be your like your handle on social media? Like, who got A? Like, who got that one? And like, whatever, 2004, whenever this happened, whenever everybody was handing these out. What is what is Jay like, Alex? If that's his name. He likes Patrick Ricard anytime touchdown. It's his favorite dart throw, and now is the time to get cute. Hit him in the flat off a of play action for a one-yard touchdown. So here would be my question. So I'm, I'm sure Jay is, like, watching the show right now. Here's my question to Jay. I'm not even saying, like, <laughs> that now isn't the time to get cute. I'd like to know why Jay thinks now is the time to get cute. Like, no, what's the games. reason for that? Okay. Only one game on Only three at one games time. left. Yeah, what, what else are you gonna get? Cute's cute's got to be in the uh, got to be one of the options. What is the I, price? I have on a uh, twenty-five anytime touchdown. Twenty-five to one. The captain. I have a uh, John Luke. I have a uh, yeah. I have a different long shot Raven. So how about this, Jay? Maybe Ricard scores. I don't know. Um, You're gonna get cute also, too. Is it the time? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm feeling f feeling cute. Might delete <laughs> later. Like, yes. You're a kitten. That's you. Yep. Also, uh, also like Ricard shut out the Blackhawks last night, and I lost my bet. Um, <laughs> so if I had to, if I had to hashtag get cute, might delete later with the Ravens. So with Mark Andrews back, I think the thought might be okay. Well, I don't want to play Andrews to score a touchdown. Let's play Isaiah Likely to score a touchdown. Like the guy behind the guy, right? I would actually go the guy behind the guy behind the guy. So let's say the Ravens get down by the goal line, right? Like Isaiah likely more of a receiving threat. Maybe the Ravens run a two tight end set down by the goal line. And the two tight ends are Mark Andrews and Charlie Kolar. 18 to oh, 1. Iowa State, right? 18 to 1 anytime. So say if I had to get cute. Might delete later. I take Charlie Kolar. Thanks to Jay. Yeah. At Jay. Find me at Jay. Um, yeah. More of your bets coming up next hour on the show, but coming up next, prop bets for Championship Sunday with our pal, Brad Evans. Here's Samuel to the edge. Steps through a tackle. Now cuts it back. Debo Samuel through oh. traffic for the touchdown. Ernest Jones had a shot. Darion Kendrick had a shot. But it's Debo Samuel who ends up with six. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. 
Courtesy of the call goes to Fox Sports, and we are playing a Debo Samuel highlight for you, dear listener and dear viewer, because we have breaking news as it involves Debo Samuel's status for Championship Sunday, the NFC Championship game against the Detroit Lions, and this should come as no surprise to anyone who follows the show all year, right, all football season, because when a guy practices in limited fashion on a Thursday, it puts him on track to play on Sunday. So again, it shouldn't surprise you then to hear that Kyle Shanahan, 49ers head coach, addressing the media like literally moments ago in the Bay Area, Debo Samuel, off the injury report entirely, so not even listed as questionable. No designation on the injury report for the great Debo Samuel. He will be, in Kyle Shanahan's words, a full go coming up on Championship Sunday. So the Niners going to have, in addition to Christian McCaffrey, their most dangerous offensive weapon going up against the Detroit Lions. We're monitoring BetMGM, our show sponsor right now, to see like when the Debo props will get populated. As of right now, all we have is um, anytime touchdown number for Debo Samuel, where he is currently plus 105 for an anytime touchdown, 9-1 to one for the first touchdown, plus 750 for the last touchdown of the game. If we get yardage props throughout the interview, we will bring them to you here on You Better You Bet. Our friend Brad Evans will join us in just a moment, giving us his thoughts on Debo and both games, obviously, on Championship Sunday. Former NFL quarterback, CBS Sports NFL analyst Steve Berline joins us in 20 minutes. His bets, not his bets because I don't think he bets, but his picks at least and thoughts for Championship Sunday. All our bets for tonight coming up at the end of the show, Power Hour, Final Hour. Keep sending in those bets on YouTube and Twitch. We'll continue to read them coming up uh, later in the program. But joining us right now, the aforementioned Brad Evans, our stadium teammate. You can watch Brad uh, live on the line, sports betting television show, noon Eastern weekdays here on Stadium. Uh, Brad is also the host of the Fade 5 podcast, which we encourage our listeners and viewers to check out. You can follow him on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. Brad, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Championship Sunday in the National Football League to you and yours. Hola, amigo. Hola, amigos! Yeah, timely information uh, with me coming on about Debo Samuel, and I'm really curious to see what that receptions and also receiving yards prop shows up uh, once it does uh, populate there at BetMGM. But I do like uh, the anytime touchdown right now because anybody can get as a pass catcher uh, against this uh, woeful Lions secondary, and if you get it at plus money, that to me screams value. So, Brad, let's do that game first, then the, the Niners-Lions game. Yeah. It looks like the market is still going to be – I think it's basically what probably happens is if there were any sevens, no matter how juiced they were, probably going to seven and a half and matching everything else we're seeing in the market. Yeah. That's at least what's happening right now. And doesn't mean in 10 minutes it can't be different. But it looks like Niners seven and a half. Total got bet up already, 51 and a half, 52. Uh, why don't we do just like – do you think it's as easy as like the Niners are really likely to win this game, high scoring game? Why don't we just do the side and total here for a second? And then I know you have some props that you like. Maybe we'll do those after. Yeah, guys, uh, you know, full admission. Uh, I have a ticket at uh, plus 800. I placed a couple of months ago for the Ravens and the Niners to clash in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to double, I'm going to triple, I'll call a quadruple down on that narrative. I'm not going to budge. Uh, I think it's going to be chalky white in this game. Uh, so I'm going to lay the points here with San Francisco. Slight lean to the over uh, if I had one on the total. Uh, and really, uh, one creative way I'm playing this is the SGP market on some of the old spreads. Uh, I took the total down uh, for San Francisco minus two and a half on that all line and I jacked it up on the other end of the spectrum with the Lions up to plus 17 and a half yeah put those hands together even money plus 100 
at BetMGM. So what does that mean? San Francisco's got to win between 3 and 17 points. Uh, I think they could get out to maybe a sizable early lead, but that back door always wide open if that scenario does play out. And Detroit has uh, the offensive firepower uh, to try to put some points on the board in full catch-up mode and keep this within striking distance of what I need, which is 17 points or fewer, just not uh, anything less than three. So, honestly, I think that's really the best way that I am approaching this game uh, in the SGP market on the standard spread. In this case, going with those alt lines. Again, San Francisco minus two and a half, and Detroit plus 17 and a half at a plus 100 juice at BetMGM. So why don't we do this, Brad? So you gave us your side and total thoughts for the first for the second game, right? The Niners and the Lions. We'll we'll end with the Chiefs and the Ravens. But give us prop thoughts on each team here. Let's start with San Francisco, right? So you think San Francisco is going to win the yep. NFC, advance to Super Bowl Fifty Eight? What are your prop thoughts coming up for for the San Francisco Forty ers Lots of mouths to feed. How do you anticipate it going on Sunday at uh, at Candlestick? Yeah, guys, uh, a lot of juicy wagers are available out there at BetMGM. Uh, one of the finest ones that I have, uh, you know, seen so far is George Kittle anytime touchdown at plus one fifteen. Uh, the Lions, uh, everybody's made note of this. Uh, they're just so dreadful in terms of pass defense since Week Twelve, number twenty eight, and pass EPAD. But during the regular season, they really struggled trying to contain plus size targets. I gave up five receptions, fifty six point two yards per game, and a half dozen touchdowns at a time in position. Uh, Kittle, uh, who was outstanding in the regular season in terms of being a field stretcher, and Yak Machine, he was number three among all tight ends in total Yak. Number one, numero uno in yards per route run, and number two as well in yards per reception. I think it's going to be similar to what he showed against the Packers, in which he had four for 81 and a score. So anytime touchdown for him, uh, again, with Debo on the field, it really doesn't matter. I think he is going to have his way between the hash marks. Uh, for this 49ers club. The other uh, action I like, I like Brock. Ain't he so purdy on the over two and a half passing touchdowns? I grabbed that a plus 155. Yeah, getting seduced by the juice there. Available at BetMGM. Uh, Baker Mayfield threw for three TD strikes last week. Uh, he is one of five quarterbacks that have achieved that feat this season against Detroit. Again, a lot of shortcomings in that secondary. Uh, and then you look at Purdy. He uh, was number nine in the regular season in total red zone attempts. Number two in red zone completion percentage. And again, with Debo Samuel on the field, given his yak, uh, upside overall, and I already mentioned Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey heavily involved in that pass game. He could really light up the scoreboard. So I like uh, that is a wonderful value, a plus 155 and the over two and a half passing touchdowns. Uh, and one last one I do like in this one, guys. I grabbed this number plus 170 at BetMGM before the Devo News came out. So I'm going to see what it resurfaces at. But I think Brandon Ayuk is going to lead this game regardless of the uniform color, in receiving yards. Uh, I got that number of plus 170. We'll see what the new number is. Uh, but a guy that should absolutely be a busy man, seeing a lot of Kendall Vildor in coverage, who has allowed a staggering 140.5 pass rating to his assignments this year. And Brad, even if you don't, and a lot of bets there on the Niners, by the way, so it's okay if the answer to this is no, or if you just have a quick thought, it, even if you don't have any yeah. Lions props for this game, if you were to pick like a player on the Lions offense, you think prime to have a huge game, maybe go over his number in the market, who would you go with on the Detroit side? 
Uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, quite honestly. I mean, I'm on St. Brown. I'm on Ross St. Brown. It's probably the lowest of low-hanging fruit. Um, you know, I do have some action in the alt market on six-plus receptions. Uh, if you want to get a little sprinkle for him to have the most receiving yards in the game, it's a plus 130. At least all the old number. We'll see, well, again, what the new number is. So, I mean, you could uh, ultimately profit if Ayuk or St. Brown uh, leads uh, this game in overall receiving yards, even if you bet on both of them. Uh, at a, you know, same unit value. So, you know, I do like Amon Ra uh, to that extent, uh, but I think Jameer Gibbs got to be a busy man, especially if catch-up mode is presented front and center for this Lions team. Uh, San Francisco did allow the fifth most uh, opponent at the running back position receptions on the season, giving up uh, well north of five per game in that category. A lot of juice in those legs. And I think Jared Goff's going to have to be a checkdown machine or uh, some design swings and screens. Uh, get the ball into a guy that can get a lot of chunk gains on the ground, especially if things go sideways for Detroit early on. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. It is, in fact, a phenomenal football Friday. And we're talking Championship Sunday with our stadium teammate, our friend Brad Evans, co-host of Live on the Line, noon Eastern weekdays on Stadium, and host of the Fade 5 podcast. He is on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. All right, Brad, let's do the same drill with the AFC title game. We'll get to your yep. props for Kansas City, your props for Baltimore. But first, any side in total bets and how you're choosing to play Mahomes, Lamar, Chiefs, and Ravens. Yeah, standard chalk again. I'll lay a three and a half with Baltimore in this game. Uh, I saw the number at four at some houses. I don't know what it currently is at Bad MGM, but I would still play it at the four, uh, quite honestly. Uh, but the best way that I'm approaching this in the SGP market, simple two-legger here, guys. I took the Ravens on the money line, so just uh, taking the victory straight up. Then I jacked the total way up to 54 and a half and slam that under. You put those hands together. A cool plus 105 there at BetMGM. Again, the Ravens have been the best team in the NFL uh, the last several weeks. Uh, and he looks since week 12, they're number four in total EPA offense and number five in total EPA defense. Now, the Chiefs uh, are no slouches in either of those categories, ranking both at number 12 in offense and defense. Uh, I just think the action Jackson uh, will be a guy that's going to put up some stupid numbers on the board with the legs or the arm. And uh, as a result, I think Baltimore will represent the AFC and the Super Bowl. Uh, if you want uh, you know, some action on Lamar Jackson for Super Bowl MVP, thinking that the Ravens are going to win that game, I would lock and load that sucker right now at BetMGM at plus 230 because that number is going to come cascading down if they do indeed punch their ticket there for the Darth Vader Dome in the Super Bowl uh, you know, upcoming here in a couple of weeks. But standard total uh, inside. Uh, again, I, I kind of like Baltimore and the under on it. But again, the SGP for me is the way I'm playing it. Yeah, and even, I mean, like, I'll just say this. Like, I like the Chiefs in the game, and I think they're going to win. But I, I think Lamar is, like, very likely to win Super Bowl MVP if they're, like, more likely than this price. Yep. If the Ravens win, I don't, yep. like... He has never played in the Super Bowl before, two-time MVP. It's going to take a lot for them to not vote for him if he wins this. I just throw my two cents there, Brad. I, I agree with you on that, even though I like the Chiefs in the game. Uh, Prop-wise here, why don't we do the Ravens first? Anything on them? Yeah, Mark Anders is fascinating to me. Uh, full participant in practice the last couple of days. I'm assuming he's going to go, but don't think official yet. Uh, it's like plus 200 for him on an anytime touchdown. And when he has been on uh, the field this year, I mean, he's a guy that's lined up in the crosshairs in the red zone all the stinking time. 
uh, from Lamar Jackson. And, you know, I think that's an extraordinary value right now. I don't think there's going to be any limitations. If he is clear for takeoff in this game, uh, I think he could, you know, see upwards of maybe seven targets in this uh, affair. And again, if he's inside the 20 yard line, Lamar Jackson's going to look his way. So uh, for him, anytime touchdown market. I think uh, springs a ton of value there. Uh, elsewhere, I did bet on Lamar Jackson have the most rush yards in this game. I also like the over on rushing yards as well. I grounded 64 and a half. Hell, I played up to like 74 and a half. If you want to take it in the alt market, uh, I would still recommend that. Uh, you know, reduce the juice and get seduced by the juice. Lamar Jackson uh, coming off a 100-yard effort in five postseason games. He has averaged... 13 rush attempts per game and 93.4 rush yards per game. Kansas City, one of the most aggressive pass rushing defense in the NFL in the regular season. They were number two in pocket pressure rates. So as a result, they allowed as well the second most rush attempts per game at the quarterback position. And they only gave up 20.1 rush yards per contest, but largely a middling defense defending the run according to the EPA data. So that just leans more into the narrative. Lamar Jackson, his legs are going to go off in this one. So like him on the standard rush yards prop on that over, and for him to have the most rush yards in this game at plus 130. Brad, give us some chief stuff that you've got here in about a minute because I know you've got a college basketball bet that we would love to get for our listeners and viewers. Yeah, look, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, for me, I kind of like the over-rush attempts. That This is going to be a hotly contested and competitive game, and I believe it will be. Uh, I would lean and take the over on that. I grabbed the alt market at 13-plus there. I know a lot of people are on Travis Kelsey, but uh, I think Rasheed Rice uh, is a guy that I like in the anytime touchdown market because uh, he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades, and he's got some yak king uh, propensities as well, and a guy that uh, you know Patty Mahomes really trusts. Uh, through the air and especially inside the red zone. Uh, and I like Mahomes to do some damage with his legs of his own. Another one of those guys put the entire body on the line when everything is on the line. Uh, so I take the over rush attempts and rush yards as well for Mahomes. And if you want to take it in the alt market, maybe pair that with an alt line of Lamar Jackson uh, rush yards. I certainly support both of those bets. Could be a nice, handsome cash with the legs for both QBs. Brad only saved like about 20 to 30 seconds here, but in addition to Championship Sunday, it's college basketball Saturday. Excuse me, <clears throat> what uh, what's the parlay that you like uh, for College Hoops tomorrow? i got about 20 seconds. All right, uh, tonight, guys, uh, I do like Michigan State. I'm going to play this in the alt market, though. Actually, uh, I'm going to go plus 7.5 for Wisconsin, plus 12.5 for Michigan State. So just uh, whoever wins that game by eight or fewer points in the under one half. And bonus time, bonus time, real quick, guys. Richmond, plus Two and a half against Dayton tomorrow. Watch out for that one. I'm out. All right. And uh, Ken is a Richmond alum, so he absolutely loves that. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag the spiders, Brad. Uh, we appreciate it, man. Enjoyed your time here on the show. Check him out on Stadium. Uh, noon Eastern, weekdays, live on the line, the Fade 5 podcast on Twitter, and Noisy Huevos. Um, you could say something else or give us another bet, and then I would love for you to say I'm out again because I really like it. <laughs> uh, how about the over in Cal Stanford? I'm doubly out. Uh, the great Brad oh, really joining out. us here. Yeah. I, 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 I'm out is, is one of my favorite. Like, Brinson does the okay buy. I kind of think Brad's is better. I'm out. Uh, I'm bets. out. It's a five college uh, basketball bets in 10 seconds. Many bets. Many, 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 many bets. Uh, coming up next, more analysis for Championship Sunday. Former NFL quarterback Steve Berline joins the show. You better, you bet. Who was that? 
Third and five. Goff. End zone. Touchdown. Josh Reynolds. Goff looking. Safe round. End zone. Touchdown, Detroit. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Mike Tirico with the calls. NBC Sports as the Detroit Lions win a couple of playoff games, take down Matthew Stafford and the Rams, Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, and route to their first conference championship game since the 1991 season against the then Washington Redskins. Uh, Steve Berline, former NFL quarterback, CBS Sports, NFL and college football analyst, will join us in just a second to talk championship Sunday. But uh, last reminder to everybody, because we're going to get back to this next hour on the show, um, in the YouTube and Twitch chats, people that are watching the show there, keep sending us your favorite bets for the weekend for championship Sunday. Sunday in the NFL, and really it could be NBA, NHL, even if you got something on the Australian Open. Whatever your favorite bet is, send it in on YouTube and Twitch. We'll shout you out on the air. We will talk about your bet, how we feel about it, etc., which is going to be awesome. So again, to the YouTube and Twitch chats, keep on sending those bets in. And speaking of the YouTube and Twitch chats, if you're watching the show right now on Stadium, this is our final segment for the day, for the week, on Stadium. So if you're watching on Stadium and you want to check out the final hour, the power hour of the show, I would recommend it. Uh, head on over to Twitch or YouTube, twitch.tv backslash betql, youtube.com backslash odyssey sports, where we will, again, read all the bets off social, and we will give our bets for tonight to close the show coming up one hour from right now. But joining us right now to end our number three of today's show, uh, he's joined us a couple times this year on the program, been sensational Every single time. So it's awesome to get him back now to break down Championship Sunday in the National Football League. And that is our friend Steve Berline from CBS Sports, former NFL quarterback, who said on this show earlier in the season that Jared Goff, one of his Dark Horse MVP candidates, was playing at an MVP level. And now here we have Jared Goff, one of the final four quarterbacks remaining on Championship Sunday. Steve, we appreciate the time. Thank you very much for joining us again. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Championship Weekend in the NFL to you and yours. Oh, dude, Jake, Jake, Jake writes he just dropped. What? What was? How did you tee somebody up the other day? Like, it's great to hear your voice. It's just like nothing. What was it the other day? Was that Warren, Warren Moon. Moon yesterday? Warren, it was Warren Moon. I gotta tell you, man. I gotta like it's <laughs> just really funny. Like we're trying. I've got to like wrap up the first couple seconds. Like, is <laughs> it like? like if I found out that it was like, and it's it's all like ex-quarterbacks, it was like a bit, it would be the funniest bit of all time. Steve is back with us right now. Steve, we appreciate the time very much. It's Nick and Kenny are on You Better You Bet. How's it going? I'm doing great, guys. I apologize about that little mix-up right there. I uh, Technology got the better of me, which happens a little more often than I'd like to admit. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We're... Nick is 40. I'm going to turn 40 this year. Like we're actually, we're moving, we're trending in that direction also. So we can kind of identify with you there. We were, we were saying Steve, right before uh, we, we brought you in just that, you know, you kind of, we talked up the lions to us a lot earlier in the season team to watch out for Jared Goff, a quarterback to watch out for. Not sure anybody at that time kind of expected them to make the, the NFC championship game literally be in the final two in their conference, but that's what they are. I'm curious how you see this game playing out against San Francisco though. There's a lot of money coming in on San Francisco. I'm sure you saw Debo Samuel now going to off the injury report going to play for the Niners and the Niners see more than more than a touchdown favorite in the game now do you think it's as easy as the Niners blow out the Lions or you think this is gonna be a competitive game 
No, I think it's going to be a competitive game. I, I, I do believe that, you know, you'd, you'd be crazy to believe that the Lions, uh, you know, truly are the better team. But uh, I, I've been talking about this a lot over the last several weeks. I mean, th- this is a young football team that has a lot of talent that is going to only get better over the next few years. But what ends up happening when you've got a, a young football team that's good and they start believing they're good and they start really feeling like, hey, no one's giving us a chance. And uh, you've got a leader like Dan Campbell who really has found a way to uh, motivate those, those players. And I think anybody uh, that would be in the same room with Dan Campbell would be motivated pretty significantly. But um, when they, they start believing that they are meant to, to win, you combine that youthfulness with that 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 talent that they have. Uh, they they believe that they are world beaters, and at that level, at the NFL level, when a team starts thinking that way and believing that way, a lot of times that is all it takes to make a difference. And so, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit found a way to to pull this off because if San Francisco doesn't bring their A game and Detroit does, uh, Detroit will find a way to win that game at the end and. Uh, it's it, just my way of saying San Francisco better show up ready to play because this is a Detroit Lions team that is very opportunistic and that really is just waiting for uh, an opportunity to prove everybody wrong. Steve, like I love watching you on NFL Monday quarterback on CBS Sports Network. My guy, Adam Shine, who I used to work with, hosts that show. Steve is one of the people that's on that show. Love listening to and watching Steve break down quarterback play. So, Steve, in the NFC Championship game, and this doesn't have to be one guy plays well and the other plays poorly, but just like which which quarterback do you have more confidence in heading into this game? And maybe the answer is both, and you think both are going to play really well. But who do you give the edge to quarterback-wise in this game? The guy that's been there and done that and won an NFC in Jared Goff or the young up-and-comer following like a bad game last week but good weather coming up on Sunday in Brock Purdy? Well, I think you got to give the edge to, to Jared Goff in terms of just the experience and the and – the, um, of the confidence level that he's playing with right now. Um, you know, he's, he's really uh, got his chest puffed out uh, for good reason. You know, he, he has played well. Uh, the people of Detroit have, have really uh, fallen in love with him. And uh, I think he's, um, he's really benefited from that, um, you know, that energy and that confidence and especially Dan Campbell as well. The, the confidence that Dan Campbell has, had in him, you know, never hesitating if there's a decision to be made. He, he puts the ball in Jared Goff's hands and, and lets him uh, just find a way to make it happen. He's going to ride with them no matter what. And so I think Jared Goff would have the edge, uh, and especially uh, given the Debo Samuel situation. And, and I, I don't know, I don't have any inside information as to how significant that, that injury is, but a lot of people have been thinking that it's, uh, you know, it was very iffy that he was going to be able to play. This week, uh, from my perspective, I said, well, Kyle Shanahan, I know him well, and I know his dad very well. Mike and I are very close friends. Um, You know, even if Debo Samuel is not able to be a major factor in this ballgame, you've got to put him on the field. You've got to make Detroit prepare for him. You've got to make him think that he's going to be a big part of that game plan because that – requires an awful lot of attention from the defensive philosophy preparing for this game, just the fact that he's on the field. So he may not be a major factor in the game, uh, 
but Brock Purdy needs him on the field and needs to to get a ball or two to him early in the game just to let Detroit know that he's going to be a factor because that will open up things for Brock Purdy a little bit more. If they don't if Detroit is not worried about Debo Samuel, we've seen how Brock Purdy has struggled. I think if you were to uh, do a little research and, and uh, you know really get into the weeds on this, I think a lot of it has to do with when Debo Samuel is able to play and he's not bumped up and hurt. Uh, uh, you know, Brock Purdy seems to struggle a little bit. So um, you know, it, 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 that's, it's that way with everybody. If you don't have all of your weapons, it's going to be much more of a challenge. But for a young quarterback like Brock Purdy, uh, he, he's got to have all of his weapons out there uh, in, in order to make Detroit play that, that uh, defensive scheme, honestly. Uh, but I give the edge as far as going into the game for sure to Jared Goff because he has been there before. And Debo Samuel, to your point, Steve, like, you know, he's going to be on the field. That's significant. Addressing the media, I think just like a few minutes ago, there, a reporter asked him a question like, how do you how do you figure out how to protect yourself, like knowing that you're playing the game with an injury? And his quote is, I ain't protecting nothing. And just basically like stared at the reporter. It's like, <laughs> okay, all right, I guess he's okay. I guess he's okay going into the game. Uh, Niners a seven and a half point favorite. Steve, we only have about two minutes left for the AFC game. Uh, as much as you can kind of fit in, just a really, really fascinating uh, quarterback matchup, just like the first game. Chiefs and Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. The Ravens more than a field goal favorite, a four point favorite at home. Curious if that surprises you. In a couple of minutes, how do you see the AFC game play out? Well, you know, I, I really um, – it's very difficult to go against Patrick Mahomes. He, he proved it uh, last week. You know, I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. I thought this was the year uh, with the way that Buffalo was, was uh, you know, peaking at the right time. They were going to take down Kansas City. But Mahomes still found a way to get it done, as he has done, obviously, way more times than not. And I, I always hate betting against him. But uh, the Ravens have been the best team in the AFC all year, and, and they, they have pounded uh, a lot of really good football teams throughout the course of the year. Uh, they seem to know how to get up for the big games. Obviously, there's no game that any of those guys have ever played in any bigger than this game. Uh, I expect them to come out. You know, Lamar is as healthy as he's ever been in the playoffs. That defense is healthy and playing very well. I would be really surprised if the Kansas City Chiefs were going to be able to pull this one off. I just – there's too many things pointing in Baltimore's favor. Uh, you know, they get Mark Andrews back. So now they've got two really, really scary uh, pass-receiving tight ends to go along with Zay Flowers and the running back rotation they got and put, put Lamar Jackson, obviously, at the top of the big threat list. And uh, I don't know how Steve Spagnuolo is going to uh, find a way to get that Kansas City defense uh, to uh, slow that offense down with everybody back at full speed. So, my prediction is the Niners, but then again, would it really surprise anybody? I mean, excuse me, with the Ravens, but would it surprise anybody if Mahomes was able to find a way to pull this off? And the answer is no. But uh, the Ravens, I think, are the pick for sure. Wow, this is I I I am so fired up for these games coming up on Sunday. We we kind of like the Chiefs. We'll we'll see how this goes. Uh, Steve, it's been awesome having you on the show this season. You've joined us a bunch. We've loved having you on the show. We we'll get you on to, to talk Super Bowl Fifty Eight at some point in the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, on Twitter at Steve Berline, NFL and college football analyst for our friends over at CBS Sports. We really appreciate the time. Enjoy the games coming up this weekend. Stay well, and we'll talk to you down the line. Same to you guys. Thanks for having me. We'll catch you next time. Steve Berline joining us here on You Better, You Bet. So I have a question. Oh, boy. <laughs> when, um, 
Steve has been very generous to us with his time this season. When Steve says, we'll see you next time, is he saying, like, I'll talk to you to break down the Super Bowl or I'll see you in September? Right, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll uh... – <laughs> I'll see you guys. Catch on, catch on the flip side. Catch yeah, on. catch you, catch you later. <laughs> Don't you dare call me. <laughs> All right, uh, twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour of the Power Hour. We'll give you all our bets for tonight, and we will continue reading all your bets from YouTube and Twitch.